0: Hi, everybody. My name is Brad Watson, and I'm the host of the Saturate Podcast. Glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening. Today, we're starting a whole new season, a whole new series of podcasts on how to start a missional community. This is something that we get asked about all the time. Jared Pickney and I receive emails all the time. Saturate receives emails all the time. Jeff Vanderstelt's website receives emails all the time with people just asking how do I functionally and practically go from not having a missional community to having a missional community that exists. What are the steps? What are the processes? So in this season, we're going to share five kind of key steps the how to start a missional community. We're also going to share some stories and some insights on the first 10 weeks of being a missional community, how to build a foundation on the gospel, and then we're going to just share stories from a couple different places on what it's actually like to start a missional community from start to finish. All of this content, every episode, will be referencing our Missional Community Checklist. Uh, It's something that you can download for free on Saturate. This checklist has all of the things that you need to think through and talk through and pray through before you start a missional community. It kind of acts as a barometer of are we ready? Have we thought through all of the the essentials yet? So that's going to be referred to a lot. Also in each episode, we'll point to a few resources that you could look to you could download you could use this first episode that Jared and I are going to do is about vision the very beginning of a missional community before you even start when it's just a dream you need to consider what actually is a missional community, and you need to be able to craft it and even say it what it is from your own conviction even if you're using the same words that we use on this episode uh, the goal is is that you would be able to say it from a deep conviction That it's not just a model, it's not just a thing to try, but it's actually something deep within you. Uh, Having that kind of vision, that kind of awareness, really leads towards starting a missional community with purpose. And so that's what this episode is all about. Thanks for joining us. I think you're going to have a great time and hopefully be equipped in how to start missional communities. This is the
1: Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing in living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. So as we
0: talk about starting a new missional community, one of things that I tell people when they come to me and they say, I can't wait to start a new missional community is we, you kind of need to define even in your own brain, what a missional community is first. Uh, if you don't do that, you it can go sideways in all sorts of directions. Like you have to have a clear vision of this is what a missional community is. This is what health looks like. This is what we're aiming towards. Cause if not, it just can become leaders who start them feel discouraged mm-hmm. because it's not living up to even their unspoken expectations. So you got to start with what a missional community is, make it your own words. Jared, Yeah. what are your own words <laughs> for a missional well, community? First off, Brad,
2: I just want to say it's great to have you in the big city of Paragraph, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. So surreal, man. You're actually sitting in front of me. I know. We're doing this face-to-face. I know. It's our first time ever. It's excellent, man. Uh, Yeah, here we are. Here we are, man. So your question is uh, how would we define what a missional community is, right? Mm -hmm. Well, for us, um, we define it as a group of people who are practicing the way of Jesus together in Northeast Arkansas because that's where we are. And and that's where you is. are. I know. In Northeast Arkansas. That's right. Um, and, and, and really, that definition flows out of our identities. And so, when we talk about practicing the way of Jesus, mm-hmm. we're just talking about uh, living as disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, as a disciple, we believe that when you look in the scriptures, disciples rewrite their life around three goals. Mm-hmm. You know, go number one, to be with Jesus. Go number two, to become like Jesus. Go number three, to do what Jesus did. So, goal number one above any other goal is, man, I want to be where Jesus is. Like, I don't just yeah. think that Jesus is like a ticket to get me out of hell, yeah. but he's like a treasure, right? And, and so, I want to give my whole life to being with him, experiencing more of him. And so, that's what it means to be with Jesus and to become like Jesus. And we just believe that when Christ saves us, he wants to sanctify us, he wants to transform us to look more like him and therefore more like the, the man and the woman that we were created to be mm-hmm. in his image. And then uh, the third role of the disciple is to do what he did. And so Jesus talks in the scriptures about um, these works that I've done, you will do, it, and greater works than these you will do. And, you know, we say, no matter how you want to kind of parse that out, whatever Jesus means by greater, whether it's quantity or quality, whatever he means by greater, we do it, it, doesn't mean lesser. Mm-hmm. And so he wants us to do the works that he did, the power of the Spirit. And so um, as disciples, we just know that this is something that comes over overnight, but it takes practice right to learn how to be with Jesus, the spiritual disciplines to become like you know? him, mm-hmm. um, and then to do the things he did, right? Whether it's um, casting out demons or praying or feeding or yeah. you know, caring for the poor. So that's you know, when we say practicing the way of Jesus, that's what we mean. Right just embracing that identity of the disciple. And so, the reason we say that a mission community is practicing the way of Jesus together is because we really believe we're a family. Mm-hmm. And so, that Christ truly has made us uh, sons and daughters of God. And if we're sons and daughters of God, that means we're brothers and sisters, so we're family. We don't think that's a metaphor, we think that's like the real deal. Mm-hmm. And so, we don't just practice the way of Jesus on our own throughout the week, but we do it together. And so, we together try to learn what it looks like just to live out our identity you know as brothers yeah. and sisters of christ and then because we believe that um the work that god is in us he wants to do through us and because we truly believe we are missionaries uh we practice the way of jesus together in northeast arkansas so we don't just kind of huddle up around the cross and be like hey like this is just for us yeah but we're just constantly thinking about you know jesus said to pray and um, for god's kingdom come his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so for us we're just saying okay like how can we live in such a way that that we can join Jesus in his kingdom work here in the city, so Mm -hmm. that more and more people can experience the good news of the gospel. So um, that's why we define the missional community just as that's just a group of people practicing
0: the way of Jesus Mm -hmm. together in Northeast Arkansas. Right. that's our context. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's good. I think maybe one of the ways that it's complicated sometimes for people to wrap their minds around it is because missional communities, I think they're multi-layered. There are people, like we talked about before we started recording, like mission community is a, is a people. It's, it's a group of people that has stories and life and moments on the journey of following Jesus, all of that. But then also for churches, it's kind of a, it's an environment where we say, man, if you get in this environment, we hope that this fruit will come right. from it. Like grow, growing love for God, one another, your neighbors, like that's it's an environment. And then it's also... You know even kind of your point is like a, a purposeful strategy of like missional communities accomplish this work of putting us into mm-hmm. the world yeah um, yeah you know, which i think is helpful to to understand for people like it's not just a, a friend group or a book study or
2: anything absolutely else. right yeah, yeah and so we typically you know when, when someone asks us what a missional community is like in our basics yeah. class which I think. Yeah, we usually will start there and even make sure people understand that hey, we take what the missional community is Let's talk about what the missional community is not, because there is a lot of misconceptions. People will say, at least in our context in the South, like, Oh yeah, like that's just that's basically a Sunday school class in a house, right? Yeah. It's a small group, but that's just a weekly meeting or totally. Or, you know, someone be like, Oh, that's just a social activist group. Isn't it like you're just trying to do a bunch of like good stuff, mm-hmm, you know, like the Rotary Club or whatever else. And so right. I think it is good to to talk about like what it's not. So we're trying to define, like, well, here's what it is then. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hearing you talk about a missional community being a people group, I think I know how you will answer this, but I think it's important. You know, sometimes you hear people say that they think missional communities are a fad. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so I would just be interested in getting your thoughts on is missional communities a fad because it's something you say. I think I know how you're going to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I would show this, like to hear you speak into that concern. Missional communities
0: like here today to be gone tomorrow. Yeah, it's up there with Willow Creek, laser lights, and yeah. purpose-driven church. Right. Absolutely. Like, and this is just, just, just late the latest thing, thing and it's gonna fade away and we're gonna do some cool new thing which Or we're gonna swing back to like Sunday school or whatever, you know. Totally. Like, just... Right. You know, and I think that there there are fad-ish elements to it. You know, like missional, every time you type it up red sprugly line underneath it because it's a made-up word and so that kind of makes it feel like fad just in the church world does that even mean a thing but i think the way i answered is is being a christian a fad and i think the church has always been trying to figure out how are we going to organize ourselves in such a way that a christian can experience the familial love of the church and give a familial love in the church how can a Christian disciple other people and grow as a disciple? How can a Christian live out the purpose that God's given them? Like, that's always been something that people throughout all history have been trying to figure out. And so I don't think that's, that's not a fad at all because the biblical vision for being a Christian is growing in love for God, one another, and your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I think too, what a missional community is, is saying, we're gonna do all three of those things, not in silos, but together sure. with a group of people. Yeah. And that that's like a commitment that I'm gonna give my life to. Because we we often, I think especially in America, but outside of America too, conflicts come up and you're like, This is my hangout group where they care for me. This is my Bible study time where I can get, you know, study the Bible, and then this is my mission trip mm-hmm. that I go on. And we've totally undercut the ability for disciples to be grown uh, and challenged by, oh, these people are caring for me. We're trying to learn how to, like, pray and, like, read our Bibles and do, like, silence and solitude. Like, we're trying to learn that sort of stuff together. And we're trying to love these neighbors all together, too. And I think that's the part where, man, we that's needed. And that's just, like, how we actually grow up. And I think one of the reasons we have a, such a deficit or famine of disciples in America is because we've... We've tried to nourish the church at a buffet line instead of we need to sit yeah. down and like no this is the meal that the family sure. you know we're going to eat this meal yeah. together. It's becoming increasingly easier to do that too in our individualistic, totally like, um, digital age, right? Totally. Like you can go through the buffet line and just get mac and cheese yeah. and fill your whole plate with mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and then we're like, yeah, that's cool if you want to do that. You know yeah, that's yeah. not good for you, yeah. and we would never do that with our children, but we do that with disciples. Well, maybe we would. <laughs> Maybe some of us would do that with children, but... It's a different different podcast episode. Th- totally different. But I do think people will come against that often if they're saying, I want to start a missional community, I want to come be part of that. People are like, that's just like a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that's a good question. The
2: name might be a fad. The life you're choosing to live. Mm-hmm. At least... Yeah,
0: unless I'm missing something, it seems to come straight from just the life and teachings of Christ. Totally. Yeah, and I actually had a coffee with a guy Uh, a 70-year-old pastor, missionary in Senegal for a long time, like, seasoned guy, and went to SOMA school, done some trainings with us in LA, but he was like, do I have to call it a missional community? Like, is that something that I have to do? One of my friends, Chris Gonzalez, pastor at Missio Day in Phoenix, he has this thing where he says, well, we're supposed to be family, and we're supposed to be disciples, and we're supposed to be missionaries which of those things do you think a group of Christians is going to stop doing? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, probably the mission thing yeah. is like, so that's why we yeah. say missional community. Cause it kind of even puts it. Sure. And I, I see this in my church all the time, where there's this discomfort where it's like, this is called a missional community. Like if that's what it's called, and we're not living on missions. So there's something yeah. messed up. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So another thing that, uh, MCs need to think through is what, or people who want to start one is what does a success look like? What is a healthy missional community?
2: Yeah, that's a very important question because if you don't know what a healthy missional community is, you can't really know what you're aiming for, right? Yeah. And so I know you and I are both sports fans. I heard a story actually about um, three of us in the book, and Four Distance of Execution. The author was talking about he was in in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. And these two high schools came together to play as like a way to kind of rally the city and be like, hey, we're gonna be okay. And so as you could imagine, like any football game, there was excitement, there was energy before the game started. But he said, you know, ten to fifteen minutes in, literally the crowd lost interest, they talking to each other, they're distracted, um, just not engaged. And in the book he talks about the reason why is because the scoreboard had been blown down by Hurricane Katrina and not been replaced. And so he he uses as an example to say uh, the people weren't engaged because they didn't even know who was winning.
0: Yeah, they didn't
2: like know like is it first down, is it third down, like how many timeouts are left? How much time is even left? You yeah. know, and so there there wasn't really a way of measuring any of that, so people lost interest. And then he talks later on in the chapter about how if you go to a park and you see like a pickup game of basketball, yeah, he said you're gonna know real fast whether or not they're just horsing around or they're actually mm-hmm. not playing a game and keeping score because if they're just playing around, like they're shooting stupid shots, they're probably really sharing the ball, yeah. they're all just kind of doing their own thing. But he said, if they're keeping score they're playing, he said, mm-hmm. there, there's an intensity, there's a focus, there's a goal. And so they work together mm-hmm. as a team to literally try to score, try to, to try to win. And I think, go back to your question, what's a healthy MC? If we don't, if we can't define what that is, yeah. Um, we can't really show people like even like hey, here's here's the scoreboard so to speak, like here's what we're aiming at yeah you know and here's how we're doing for us I know we've talked about this a little bit before I think when it comes to measuring health in a church or in a missional community sometimes it can be um, it's not quite as concrete maybe, as maybe it can be to measure in a business or another organization of like you're working with like just straight up numbers like we're trying to make this much money in a year or whatever mm-hmm. else and so. But I still think there are things that we can look at to try to see like, are we being a healthy missional community? And so for us, the way we define a healthy missional community is we say, well, basically a healthy missional community is just made up of healthy disciples. Mm-hmm. And again, if you go back to what we were talking about early, healthy disciples are just reorienting your life around three goals, right? Mm-hmm. Be with Jesus to become by Jesus and do what Jesus did. So if with think those three goals, what we would say then is this means that healthy MCs are one, increasingly enjoying Jesus, mm-hmm. Um, two, they're increasingly bearing the fruit of Jesus through the Spirit, and three, they're increasingly doing the works of Jesus that He did, right. and from the power of the Spirit. And so, you know, to break that down, I would say one of the things you've to measure to see is your missional community, a healthy missional community, is first of all, are they increasingly enjoying Jesus? And so are right. they spending time with Him? Yeah. I mean, how do you know if you're enjoying, if you enjoy your wife? life, you know, right. if you enjoy your kids, or you enjoy your friends, you want to be with them? Totally. And so are they spending time in the Scripture, are they spending time in prayer, are they practicing spiritual distance? Mm-hmm. Do you hear them actually talking about Jesus? Right. We talk about things that we love. Yeah. You know? And so are they actually talking about Jesus and not just like during the discussion time, mm-hmm. but just in normal conversation? And so I think those things we can pay attention to. I think, you know, increasingly bearing the fruit of the Spirit, that's a little bit easier to see sometimes. Does your MC feel loving? Yeah. You know, does it seem to be a um, joy? Is there peace? Are you seeing an increased amount of patience with each other and kindness and gentleness, goodness and faithfulness and self control? And then I think, you know, as far as increasing the works of Jesus through the Spirit, I mean, you know, questions like are people increasingly speaking the truth in love? Um, Do we see people being delivered? Do we see healings? Do we see people showing compassion to the poor? I mean, the list goes on and on. I still think it's not quite as easy to measure, right. maybe as you a know, business, it's like, we're trying to hit this goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, here's the number and we can just see yeah. like But I think it at least gives us mm-hmm. some sort of, something we can grasp and say, like, this is what we're aiming at. And, and so I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to to figure that out for themselves, what is a healthy MC? And then to think about that scoreboard, and be like, do we yeah. have a scoreboard? Do we have something that our MC leaders, that our pastors can look at and, and can even know within a yeah, you know, take right. a second glance, like, how are we doing? Because right. we got to look at the MC as a whole.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I love that story or illustration. And that's a key part where I think over time, missional community leaders, the people that start them, begin to feel discouraged because they have no idea if it's yeah. going well or not. Absolutely. You know, and and the, the reality is, in, in any community of Christians, there's going to be mess. You know, even as you dive into like sharing life and life with each other, you're going to have conflicts and disagreements. You're going to have like stuff happens with your kids. You're going to get upset with each other. And it's easy to be like, well, this thing isn't working. Like it's a total disaster. And you can kind of fool yourself just on the whims of how people are feeling on if it's working or not. Absolutely. But if you're measuring like, no, we're going to increasingly be open with one another and we're going to be increasingly being honest with one another, it's like, well, maybe this is actually a win. Yeah. You know, we're going to be family that forgives and reconciles. Oh, this is a win, not a loss. Yeah. Um, and the same even with with mission. If it's like, no, the win is everyone in our town becomes saved. You know, that can be yeah. like nothing's happening, but yeah. the win is no, we're going to have gospel conversations. Absolutely. And we want to, and we're going to say like it means that we told people the story or we, you know, explain what God is doing in our lives. You know, you define this is what we want to be saying out there in the world. And you can say, oh, we've done that. Like, our mission communities has shared the gospel five times this month. That's awesome. It was zero last month. Yeah. Now it's five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did we see a bunch of people be baptized? No, but... Absolutely. But the word is going out. Yeah, we yeah. did what we were supposed to do. Totally. We've been faithful to what Christ has called us to, and that's
2: yeah. no small thing. Yeah. Yeah, any any that you read that, you know, when they're talking about volunteers and, and <laughs> you know, like and how to keep volunteers in your ministry or whatever else. And all the books that I read talk about, you keep people energized or engaged by giving them first off clear expectations. Like here's actually what's expected from you. Um, and if people have clear expectations, they don't even know what you're asking them to do and they don't know how to celebrate. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to mourn, and not what to celebrate. And so,
0: yeah, I think it's incredibly important that we let people know like, yeah, here's the expectations that Christ has given us. And therefore a lot of that,
2: like here's what a healthy EMC is. And then here's therefore like what we celebrate. You know, mm. if you go to a t-ball game, you're going to celebrate something different than if you go to a major league baseball game. You go to a major league baseball game, someone hits a dribble in front of home plate, you're not going to cheer. You go to a t-ball game, your son hits one in front of you, like, you're everyone going to go, let it go, right? Because so, we just have clearly the expectations and we just go like, here's top. what the win is. Yeah, And, and, so good. and uh, most of us have no idea what that is in missional community. So we're just like,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to stay engaged. Oh, that's yeah. so good. One last thing, even on expectations, is I think when you're starting a mission community, the reason this is the first thing on the checklist is it does require casting vision for why. Like you really, not just what or how, success or not, but just the why. And here are the three whys for me. Mission communities are needed because disciples need access to other disciple makers. Like Mm -hmm. there's just this huge famine and we thought oh if they read a book or listen to the sermon they're going to learn how to like pray and listen to the spirit and walk with god and walk with god in their marriage and, and we just assume like if they read a book on those things then we gotta yeah. you know check but we really like christians we need access to other christians and disciples and so that's a that is such a big endeavor and such a good thing that we need mm-hmm. and then also our towns, neighborhood cities need access to the family of God too. I think we've thought, man, if we just, you know, we've got Christian radio, so Paragold is reached. They're a reached people group because they have Christian radio. Like that's an actual missiological statistic. Uh, does this people group have a radio in their own language that talks about Jesus? And that's not, that's actually not how people encounter the real Jesus. They encounter the real Jesus through his disciples who are loving one another and loving them. In the, yeah, the very buckle of the Bible belt, that's still a famine. And so that's a big reason why. And then also above, yeah, all of that is our country desperately needs a movement of the gospel where every woman, man and child can have an encounter with Jesus. And I believe that missional communities or whatever you call them, is the the ground war so to speak of, of seeing that happen like radio is great sunday morning's crucial but like we, we better do both that's my why yeah that's good <laughs> well said and so yeah so your next step if you're wanting to start a missional community is understand what it means to you define your scorecard define what a healthy mission community will be and then i think it's super important to put it all in your own words and in your own context. Mm-hmm. What's your vision? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Uh, you can listen to stuff that we've written, read stuff that, listen to stuff that we've said, read stuff that we've written. <laughs> <You> <laughs> just, <laughs> read you stuff that we've spoken. Can't. Yeah. One of the cool things I think about the Soma family is now if you ask Soma churches, what is a healthy missional community? You're going to get a, a lot of the same meaning but nuances sure and flavors sure just like you would if you like got a hamburger yeah. in every town yeah. you're gonna get some nuances you okay. know a tomato cheeseburger Tomato cheeseburger that i had for lunch yeah. which is awesome but if you came to my city you would get some avocado okay. and, you know because yeah. it's yeah, sure california and probably an impossible burger that's vegan <laughs> But uh, makes sense. But it's still all a burger. And so anyway, I think one of the ways you know that this stuff is really getting inside of you is when you're using your own words, not yeah, yeah not just a paragraph on the yeah, yeah. You're stealing from people, but it's your own. And so I yeah, think that's a big next step for I people. think it's
2: okay to steal from other people as long as like you're feeling it deep in yourself mm-hmm. and in your gut, and, and it's allowing you. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But if it's just becoming. Yeah, and it seems like they were a successful church or successful pastor, and so I just will just run whatever they did. Like, I've mean, been always successful. And totally. I don't know if I believe in or whatever else, but <laughs> I'm sure it's great. So we're
0: ashamed that. Yeah. People need it. Yeah, It's a uh, Yeah, so that's your next step, everybody. Step one, know what a missional committee is and run after it.
1: Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopak. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.